putting your cell phone in your pocket lowers your sperm count if you are a man, true or false? It actually kills testicle cells and lowers your testosterone. So, and the sperm aren't as modal. Those three alone are enough to impact the infertility rate. If this is really that damaging and people's lives are being ruined or we're influencing the next generation and we don't even realize it, then really why don't we know about this? Wouldn't we know about this if it were really as bad as we're saying? Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella, and today I'm joined by a special guest, Dr. Elizabeth Plord. Dr. Plord is a clinical laboratory scientist, and she's on the advisory board of the American Anti-Cancer Institute, among other achievements. Her education and training in both medicine and psychology is augmented by experience gained while working with cutting-edge medical research laboratories for more than two decades. Her research has been devoted most recently to cellular disruptions of electromagnetic radiations that are impacting the body's ecosystem. You've heard me refer to them before as EMFs. Dr. Plord's fourth book, EMF Freedom, reveals how EMF radiation creates biochemical changes that result in cancer, Alzheimer's, autoimmune diseases, obesity, infertility, miscarriage, all of which have been on the rise in recent history. Dr. Plord, we have a lot to talk about today. Welcome to the show. Yes, we do have a lot to talk about and thank you so much. I so appreciate the ability to share my research. The hardest part about being a researcher for the last 30 years is what I uncover. I realize the whole world doesn't know yet. So I so appreciate the opportunity to share with your audience. I am really, really pleased to have you on because we have been receiving questions from listeners and I have, this is sort of a hot topic for me. This is something that I've cared about for a long time. And frankly, Dr. Plord, people think I'm a little fringe that I worry about cell phone radiation and I worry about the level of radiation that exists in my home and in my office. And when I landed on your research and on all of the work that you've done. I was like, this is my woman. I need to bring her on the show because she's science-based and fact-based and none of this just what I call internet wisdom. So very, very happy to have you on and really pleased to dispel some myths and share just the facts today about EMF radiation. All right, so let's jump in because what I did was I actually compiled the most frequently asked questions and some of my own, Dr. Plord, and then some that I'm getting from listeners. So if it's okay with you, I'm just going to throw questions at you and we will peel this onion back one layer at a time. How's that sound? Sounds great. So talk to me first. What do we mean when we talk about EMF radiation? Can you just tell us the basics here? What are we even talking about? Electromagnetic radiation, the EMF, that's what it stands for. And there's a whole spectrum. It goes up into the ionizing. Ionizing is the x-rays and nuclear that we have been told to really shield ourselves from because it's cumulative. That's why they put the lead apron on you in the dental chair because x-rays are cumulative. But all of this, all the electricity that we're exposed to is all radiation and it's all cumulative. So the ionizing, which breaks the DNA immediately, which is why they want to shield us completely from that, to the non-ionizing, which is what we're being exposed to everywhere we go today, it vibrates the DNA to the point of breaking. 
So instead of the immediate break, it will eventually break the DNA the more exposure we have. So that's the difference between the two, but they are both cumulative. And so those of us who have been uh, the canaries in this new world, I'm electromagnetic sensitive. I got to where I couldn't even be around cell phones or computers or be around anybody else's cell phone. I would feel like a sharp knife in me. And that's why it's important for people to be aware that no matter what they're exposing their body to as far as the radiation, even including household electricity, uh, will accumulate in the body. You don't have an eraser button. Okay, so you've said a couple of important things. First of all, we know that radiation occurs naturally, and and radiation is everywhere, right? That's true, absolutely. Okay, if you're talking x-rays and gamma rays, is that ionizing or non-ionizing? That's the ionizing, and that's where you split the DNA immediately. Okay. And the other is they vibrate the DNA, so we have been told that, well, gee, it's not harmful. Uh, because it's only non-ionizing, but we now have the last 20, 30 years of people showing up with the symptoms of the exposure to the non-ionizing from the cell phones and from the microwaves and from now the smart meters that are on our homes that are measuring our utility, electricity, gas, and water. So we have enough people now showing us that the non-ionizing is just as harmful. Okay, so what I'm understanding is, and you know my job, Dr. Plord, my job is to make this like super simple. (laughs) (laughs) So ionizing is what we all used to understand as radiation and you went to get an x-ray and they put the vest on you so that it didn't you know, you did, you weren't exposed to more radiation than you needed to be. And what I'm understanding that you're saying, you correct me where I'm wrong, is that in our culture now, in our environment now, we have prolific sources of non-ionizing radiation. And everyone's been saying, oh, it's fine. It's non-ionizing. It's non-ionizing. And what you're saying is, oh, contraire. First of all, it's cumulative. Second of all, it is now everywhere in so many sources that that alone is changing the scale of the problem. Am I summarizing this correctly? Absolutely. That's true. And we developed and evolved through the natural Earth's radiation. But what we are exposed to now is all the man-made radiation. And it's the man-made of all the hundreds of frequencies that we're now being bombarded with that the body just wasn't built to to be able to take. Okay, so you have said that some of these sources of radiation, because they are cumulative and because of the scale and because they're everywhere, to put it simply, that it's actually impacting our own electromagnetic balance, that it's it's actually damaging our cells. And I heard you say even DNA breaking radiation. What does that mean? Well, when they expose lab animals to cell phones, and, and a lot of the research has been done on just turning on cell phones, they experience breaks in their DNA inside the cells. And that break will heal. It will repair. Our bodies are marvelously designed to repair. One of the reasons I went into this whole field to become a clinical laboratory scientist is I'm in awe of our human body. We are so incredibly uniquely made. And so we're designed to heal and and repair those DNA breaks. The problem is now, especially with the smart meters on our homes that are measuring our electricity, gas, and water, those are 24 hours a day radiation. So there's nowhere to go to get away from the radiation for our body to do the healing it needs to do. Okay, so smart meters are not everywhere yet, but can you explain quite simply what that is and how that's different from 20 years ago? 
what the utility companies are doing, and there's this whole tax package designed to smart meter grid the whole nation, actually smart meter grid the whole world. And they're going to have these meters measuring our electricity, our gas, and our water that send a microwave signal back to the utility company to tell them our usage rather than a meter reader coming around and reading our meters. And this is how I became involved in this. I'm a North American menopause certified menopause practitioner. And one of the hallmark signs of menopause is headaches and insomnia and fatigue and irritability. So I was hearing from a bunch of women in San Francisco Bay Area who got their smart meter several years before we did here in Southern California. And they were all saying the same thing. I've got these headaches. I can't sleep. I'm so tired and I'm so irritable. And when I looked at the eight page profile, I have them fill out. I knew it wasn't hormones. These women were 40, 41, 42. They were, they were too young for menopause anyway. The common denominator of all of them was that they had had a smart meter put on their residence within weeks or months of these symptoms. And then when I looked up the symptoms and looked up what radiation does, I was absolutely horrified and knew it had to be another book in order to alert people. It's the exact same frequency as a microwave oven, and they tell you not to stand in front of it, and people with pacemakers shouldn't you know, get near it. It's pulsing multiple times a minute, 24 hours a day. So we are being bombarded with these radiations with, with no place to go because it's on all our residences, it's on all our businesses. Well, and I understand that electromagnetic sensitivity is an actual condition that some people suffer from. And what I would like to do is talk even to those people who, well, to the rest of us who aren't suffering from that. We have not identified that as something that's going on in our lives. And yet what I'm hearing you say is we should still be paying a great deal of attention to what is in our home and what is in our office. Is that fair? That's correct because it is cumulative and it all depends on the toxin load of the person. I have a history of mercury poisoning, almost died from mercury 15 years ago. Half of the people who find me who are as sick with the radiation uh, have a history of mercury poisoning or they have a history of pesticide exposure. So it depends on the toxin load because what's happening is these radiations putting holes in our blood brain barrier, putting holes in our gut lining. And so those protective barriers for our brain and our blood, you know, to not have toxins come in from our food, as well as the protective barrier for every cell is compromised now. We have toxins when we have heavy metals like mercury, then they are allowed free access. And it's like, you know, come on in and destroy me, which is essentially what's happening. Well, let's talk about some of the common sources. What are some common household and office sources of the increasingly dangerous EMF? So the smart meter for sure, we hear you on that one. The microwave, like the common household microwave, is that truly emitting radiation into our homes? It is a large percentage of them leak. I tell people if you still insist on having a microwave, uh, put your cell phone in it, shut the door and call your cell phone. If your cell phone rings, that uh, microwave is leaking microwave radiation all the time. 
Clever. Okay. And don't turn on the microwave, please. It, no, no. <laughs> Not while it's in there. No, okay. that's for sure. So mm. let's add some scale to this. I want to keep talking about some sources of EMF in the home, but let's add some scale to this. So, and, and I'm, I just want to draw some kind of comparison between say a television or a refrigerator, what kind of EMF that puts off versus all of these smart appliances that we have in the home now. Like why is this more of a problem today than it was 15 years ago? So the original household electricity is down at 50 or 60 hertz. So that's your your refrigerator, that's your uh, light bulbs. So that's what we were initially exposed to. What they've done in to move up, uh, to move up into the radio and television uh, frequencies and then to move up into the cell phone and uh the microwave and your cordless phones, those are moving up. They're actually up in the radar range. And radar is 1 to 100 gigahertz. So our cell phone is uh, 2.4 gigahertz. The microwave is 2.4 gigahertz. The smart meter is 2.4 gigahertz. So this is what's happened. It's moved so far up on the band. We're no longer down at just the 50, 60 hertz. But what was interesting in my research, they have identified just regular household electricity to be associated with Alzheimer's and cancer. So what happens when we say that, I'll be very honest with you, what happens when we say that is everybody goes, well, I mean, we don't live in the dark ages. So we live in 2016 and we have all of these appliances. God help us. We can't live without our cell phones. And now you're saying even the electricity in our home is bad. I want to acknowledge that because I want to get into this a little bit more on, so what can we do about it? Because you would argue that we actually can influence our own environment quite a bit. So I definitely want to get there. But first, let's go through a few more of what the common household sources are. Because you have said a couple of things. One is cell phones people are starting to understand that. But cordless home phones can actually be worse. Is that true? Yes, the cordless phones are really 2.4 gigahertz and actually they move up to 5.8 gigahertz. Oh my gosh. And they're on 24 hours a day whether you're using them or not. They, they cause havoc. They really do. They I helped a whole family with seven kids who had exhausted every every single avenue of why all seven were itching. And the common denominator there was that they had five cordless phones in the house and that's all it was because it causes skin itching it it the the first line of defense our body has is our skin so there's a lot of people showing up with skin rashes itchy skin yeah and i we are definitely going to deep dive into some very simple changes that we can make one of the things that you've touched on though is why is this even a problem and you talked about how it's a problem at the cellular level you've talked about how it can manifest itself in itching and skin conditions but what are some of the other problems some of the physical or biological ramifications of being exposed or well of emf buildup i suppose for lack of a better way to say that so one of the major symptoms is headache. Be- because the electrical charge on the red blood cell is altered, they all start sticking together. It's called RULO, and they, those cells cannot deliver oxygen. So it's exact same headache as when we go up in high altitude, you know, up over 10,000 feet, and there's not enough oxygen in the air, we get headaches. So that's a, a primary hallmark uh, sign. And so people are going getting MRIs. 
you know, MRI, okay, let's figure it out. And the MRIs, it, everything's negative. Uh, and ER nurse uh, told me that all of these symptoms of electromagnetic radiation people are coming to the ER for, and all the tests are negative because it's really radiation. You get away from the radiation, the symptom goes away. But another hallmark is insomnia. I get this all the time, can't sleep, haven't been able to sleep, haven't been able to sleep in months because it destroys our melatonin. It lowers it down and we need melatonin. That's our sleep hormone. That's what helps us get to sleep and stay in the deep reparative sleep we all need in order to do the repair of the damage we're being assaulted with all the time. I liken it to these radiations like we're being machine gunned. So these holes everywhere in our body. The uh, other thing is the skin rashes, which I already talked about, but then heart palpitations and heart arrhythmias. People are having Holter monitors to measure it and then even pacemakers put in and if they get away from the radiation, their heart will go back. The other reason that we're getting the heart palpitations is not enough oxygen. So the body is saying, hey, I need oxygen you know, bam, give me more oxygen now. What about, I read a lot about brain fog and basically a a general inability to be able to perform at your best and to feel quite foggy and just not of clear mind. Absolutely. It lowers our ATP. Our ATP is our gasoline. We need ATP. Uh, This is what all the cells use for their energy. When you use cell phone, the ATP goes down. It goes down very quickly. So we don't have enough energy for our body, as well as every single portion of the brain that they have examined when they turn on a cell phone shows brain cell death. We, we have so many cells in our brain that we're not noticing it, but one of the hallmarks is uh, loss of memory. It's killing cells in the hippocampus, which is the cells that are memory. This is the Alzheimer's, the just the household electricity, Alzheimer's. It kills those cells, those memory cells, and our children are showing it. They're calling it digital dementia in our kids, saying they're losing their memory because they're using all their toys. What I have also read quite a bit about premature aging with increasing EMF exposure, and that makes sense based on what you're saying about the DNA breaking down and our cells, which of course, again, our cells are electromagnetically charged. That's how they work. And you're saying that the EMF interferes with their ability to perform optimally. And the net result is premature aging, which is a rather general term, but makes makes some sense when you think about it this way. Absolutely. In fact, I just spoke at a large medical convention about how electromagnetic radiation is is causing aging. And, and it is impacting every cell. It causes oxidation throughout the whole body, and that oxidation adds to the aging. And then we're not sleeping, which adds to the aging. So and we're not delivering oxygen to our cells, which adds to the which adds to the aging. So the whole process is aging us much faster. It really is. So some of the other symptoms that um, I did not talk about is nosebleeds and the bleeding under the skin because it's oxidizing the blood vessels. So then they break open and bleed easier. And then numbness in the hands and feet. I have so many people calling, even teenagers are saying they can't hold a cell phone without numbness, tingling, burning in their hands. Those are some of the other symptoms, as well as blurred vision, because it's oxidizing the lens and the cornea. Uh, So it's causing cataracts, and they have known that it causes cataracts for a very long time. They've known it for 20, 30 years. Dr. Plord, what about fertility? What is the EMF impact on fertility? And you even mention in your work, you mention an increased likelihood of miscarriage. Those are big, big charges. Can we talk about that for a moment? 
Absolutely. The first version of my EMF Freedom book uh, is two years old now. And over these two years, I have been talking with people all over the world, speaking all over the United States and speaking with doctors and speaking with people. It is so important that we protect this the next generation. I made a whole part of my new second edition, The Impact on the Next Generation. And I start with the sperm and go all the way through to fetal development because Every single aspect of reproduction is being harmed by electromagnetic radiation. Let's start at the beginning. Putting your cell phone in your pocket lowers your sperm count if you are a man, true or false. It actually kills testicle cells and lowers your testosterone. So, and the sperm aren't as modal. Those three alone are enough to impact the infertility rate because the testosterone's lower. What we see is that there's problem with implantation the placenta, the ability to implant is being also impacted by the electromagnetic radiation. So the, the egg can't implant the way it needs to in order for a successful pregnancy. The other thing too is that it's really harming the fetal development and we have really got to keep pregnant bellies away from the radiation as well as, you know, I'm very horrified about uh, the young brains because the the baby skulls are so much thinner, a lot more fluid, a lot more rapidly dividing DNA. So our children's brains are being much more impacted than adult brains. Yes, I've heard quite a few studies refer to the fact that the impact of EMF on children's brains and on developing brains is um, significantly more deleterious than it is on an adult fully formed brain. Absolutely, because the the rapidly dividing cell, that dividing DNA is much more susceptible to damage from the radiation coming in. And the brain doesn't really stop developing until around the age of 24, 25. So even our young adults are still much more vulnerable to damage to the brain. Okay, so when we start talking about this stuff and we're talking about miscarriages and infertility and damaging our children, you're going to have two responses. Well, more than two. But one of those responses is going to be sheer anger and why didn't I know this? And then, you know, really skepticism and saying, hold on, if this is really that damaging and people's lives are being ruined or we're influencing the next generation and we don't even realize it, then then really why don't we know about this, Dr. Plourd? Wouldn't we know about this? if it were really as bad as we're saying? Well, part of the problem is that you can't see it. You can't see this radiation. You can't see the effect. Uh, and it's very hard to design studies that will replicate. So th- the scientific community does not want to come out and say, yes, indeed, this is a hard fact science without having numerous replications around the world from different laboratories. But I have in this book the proof that even the researchers say that it's very difficult to design a study. There are so many variables. So that's kind of where we are. It's so difficult to see and so difficult to prove. Well, I'll tell you one thing that was extremely compelling for me. So this, just anecdotally, I have a family member who's an MD. So he's a medical doctor. And I said to him, I said, I keep reading, this was years ago, I said, I keep reading that cell phones are dangerous to hold up right next to your head. And I work remotely, like my cell phone was always up to my head. And I said, and that you're actually supposed to leave some space between your cell phone and your ear. And and he said, Oh, yeah. And he's very, very conservative. He is not jumping on like the natural health bandwagon at all. And he said, Oh, yeah, we've known that for years. And it's much worse for children. And I was like, 
pardon me? And he said, yeah, read the manual. And I literally went and read the manual to my cell phone. And I don't know if it was a smartphone or if it was a Blackberry, but in the manual itself, it says to maintain compliance with FCC, blah, 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 exposure guidelines. When you carry in this case, the Blackberry device on your body, use only accessories equipped with an integrated belt clip that are supplied or approved by research and motion. That's the company that makes Blackberries. Anyway, long story short, if you flip through your cell phone manual, which nobody does, it actually tells you not to hold your cell phone up against your head and not to put it next to a pregnant belly. It says that in their manual. I'm just like, I keep saying the same thing over and over again because I couldn't believe it. And we're not paying attention. And and they're telling us and they're making the phones. That's true. Absolutely. And it's even worse than that because what they what the FCC is allowing is what's the power ratio, the, the maximum power is from SAR, SAR's specific absorption rate, which is watts per kilogram. They're allowing up to 1.6 watts per kilogram for any device that's made. But I have a researcher quoted in my new edition. He's saying to use that is absolutely ridiculous because it's that's only measuring the thermal, that's only measuring the heat. And what the damage that's happening is not heat. The damage is at the cellular membrane. And that's not shown at all with the SAR rating. So they are not even looking at any rating that would say how much damage that particular device would truly have to the body. Okay. So I would like to get, before I get like completely riled up here, Dr. Plourd, <laughs> I would like to go through some simple tactics that we can employ in our house, in our business, wherever we spend our time that can help us reduce our exposure. Because I'm going to be frank with you. Like I, I admire that many, many people are able to really cut back on the amount of EMF that they have in their home and they don't use cordless phones anymore and they go back to wired telephones or frankly your cell phone is the better option on speaker than a home phone if it's a cordless phone well as long as you're on speaker that's that's true okay okay I switch to earphones I don't hold my cell phone up to my head my son is not allowed to hold his cell phone up to his head and he either has his conversation on speaker or we wear air tube headsets, which are not wired headsets. They are hollow and the sound travels through the air tube, just like it sounds. And therefore I am so drastically reducing the EMF wired directly into my ears, wired directly into my brain. And those air tube headsets, I thought the sound quality would be terrible and my sound quality matters to me and they aren't. I can't even tell the difference between conventional headphones and my air tube headset. So that's one hack that I want to share with everybody. There are a lot. The only reason I can even be talking to you or the only reason I was even able to uh, finish the book, I had been using all these devices. I had things on my computer. I had things on my cell phone. I was wearing pendants as I got that sick. And I realized that none of them worked, obviously. So these devices that we found made in Europe, they actually strengthen your energy field. So it makes you stronger. In two days, I could go back out in public and not feel the knives going into my body. That's how quickly the energy field can respond. It's like eating the right food for your energy field, uh, like eat the right food for your physical body. Mm -hmm. And then the devices that we have for the cell phone and the computer, it actually alters the radiation coming off to be human compatible. And it's actually altering what's coming off the cell phone or computer or smart meter. And what are they though, Dr. Plourd? I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound so ignorant, but I have no idea what these are. Like what, what do they, what do you do with them? 
Oh, they're called bio dots and electro dots and smart dots. So they're, they're different energies designed for the different frequencies we're being exposed to. There are dots that you put on the computer, put on the cell phone, oh. and a dot that you wear. Oh, I and have some on my computer and on my cell phone. <laughs> I just don't think I knew what they were called. So I will share those devices with everyone. And, and what they do is they adhere to the device, or it sounds like what you're saying also is to your person, and they create a protective shield or they minimize the EMF that's actually being dispersed. Which Which is it? Or is it something else? They alter, they harmonize what's coming off of the devices to human compatible radiation. Okay, well, I will link to their studies on how it actually works and share that as well. So for the people who really want to dig down into this, I will put my homework that I find on the website on air with Ella with this episode. So we'll, we'll get that in front of anybody who cares. So very, very interesting. Let's talk more about some, some ways to solve this and some ways to reduce our exposure. And Dr. Plort, so many people, again, they just get fed up. You know, they're like, first of all, everything I eat is going to kill me. And then everything that I'm using in my life to make things convenient is going to kill me. Like I can't win. And I just want to stop that train of thought and say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just like food, we can't control everything that happens in the food supply. We can't control every, you know, electromagnetic frequency that's available and occurring around our homes, around our office. However, all that tells me is that I should control the things that I actually can have influence over. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And what we do is we designed a EMF safety checklist that we give to everybody, everybody we talk to um, everywhere because people have to go through their home. The major thing is to get all the electronics out of the bedroom because that's where your body needs to heal. It, it can do the repair at night, but when you've got electronics in there, when you've got smart TVs in there, your body's not going to do the repair it needs to do and you will eventually have symptoms. So we suggest that people get all of the electronics out, get either a small battery operated alarm clock. We even turn the circuit breakers off to our bedroom at night to sleep oh, wow. in order to just really reduce all exposure. So very, very important. And, and people do not understand. Is that the number one way to get better is through the process of elimination? It's not just even getting better. It's to protect yourself from ever getting to this point of disability. Sure. And that's really where most of us are. So we've touched on a couple of things, and that is avoid using wired headsets. Avoid using your cell phone pressed up against your brain. Uh, you know, rely on air tube headsets or speaker phone. And don't put your cordless phone right next to your bed, which, by the way, mine's moving today. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. I have a cordless phone in the bedroom on the nightstand, probably like half the homes in America. Um, one thing that I've encouraged people to do since the beginning of time is if you're still using your cell phone as an alarm clock, I just beg you to put it in airplane mode um, while you sleep. It does not need to be on. And I know you would carry it one step farther, Dr. Plort. I'm just trying to meet people where they are and say, you know, if, you're, if your phone's in airplane mode, it's emitting just so much less EMF and you just don't need that next year brain while you're sleeping and your body's trying to detox and trying to heal. A couple other things that you've said, oh, we actually haven't talked about this, but is it true that our cell phone exposes us to a more concentrated EMF dangers if we're using it in like metal enclosures, like airplanes or subways or vehicles? Is that true? Absolutely. The ah! Yeah. The radiations <laughs> bounce around inside. So not only is it 
unsafe to drive while using a cell phone just for accidents, but also as you're using it in there, it's bouncing around inside and making it much more uh, dangerous because you're getting hit. It, it's a Faraday cage and it bounces around. So all the radiation's bouncing around inside. One thing that I'm practicing is just putting my phone in airplane mode more. I mean, and frankly, that's a pretty good idea while you're driving anyway. And then if I happen to be in the car for a concentrated period of time and it's my husband and my son and I, you know, we got signals bouncing around like Cirque du Soleil in there. Right. And so throwing at least two of those phones into airplane mode makes me feel better. I don't know if that's actually doing any good. But I mean, as dumb as it sounds, does it even help to just like crack a window? No. No, because it's, it's bouncing on the metal. Yeah. Okay. So the devices that we have, uh, the smart dots, we now have smart dots for the new smartphones. Uh, we've had electro dots for the phones that have been around for a long time, the old flip phones or the old 3G. But the new smartphones are so toxic. The manufacturers in Europe came out with a smart dot for the new smartphone because they're, they're just so uh, they're not only cell phones, they're Wi-Fi stations. So putting that on there makes that a more compatible radiation for you. That is a great way to not have it so toxic for you inside. So I would be able to link to that in the show notes where people can just go and look at what you have. Is that right? Right. Our website is emffreedom.com. Okay. And there's a lot of information, videos on how these work. And out of all the ones that we found, these are the only ones we found that truly are working in a human compatible way uh, to make us stronger. The thing that I find with wearing the BioDot that Phyharmonics makes is it makes you stronger over time. Even though in two days I could go back out in public, I was stronger at two months, stronger at six months, and stronger at a year. And I still, I do most of my research at a medical university library, and there's 50 computers in there, all with this very compact space. And I would still get a few itchy bloody sores on my wrist at six months. But at a year, I don't. And so that's why I know that these devices really work. Uh, it, we have brought so many people. It's been the most rewarding thing I've done in my 50 years in medicine. So this, these really do work to help bring us around, but people still have to look at all their exposure and reduce it. You know, if you're in a state where you can get rid of your smart meter and, and opt out, absolutely opt out. I'll be honest with you. If everybody takes away nothing more than an awareness that EMF matters, that it is an issue. If we do nothing more than just open the door to their thinking on this issue, I will consider this a success. But I would go one step further and just implore folks to think twice before exposing their kids to extended cell phone use. It, it slays me to see people giving their cell phones to their little babies to entertain them and to play with them in the car and at a restaurant. And, and I get it. I mean, believe me, I get it. But I don't think they realize what some of the ramifications could be. And even just making this the simple switch to putting that in airplane mode is worth talking about, worth considering. Very quickly, just because a few other factoids I wanted to throw out there. The sleep apps are very popular now. People are using like these Fitbits and these fitness trackers and they're tracking their steps that they take every day. And so their wrist is wired. And then many of them are using it to track their sleep. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that not like a Wi-Fi thing happening between their wrist and their bodies all night long? 
I absolutely, I feel they are. I do not understand why radiate your whole body and add more radiation since it is cumulative. And I don't see the value of, of doing that. So I really highly advise no Fitbits, no smartwatches, anything that's going to radiate the body 24 hours a day. Okay. And so we're just dabbling today. This is just to, as I said, stir up interest and stir up people who maybe want to start looking into this in their own lives and in their households, et cetera. For those people whose curiosity I have stirred and they want more information, I do have extensive literature. Some of it is Dr. Plourd. Some of it is from other places. And I will link to all of that in the show notes for this episode. And just to be clear, sometimes people come on the show and they want to promote their products and that sort of thing. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But Dr. Plourd, how many times have we spoken now? Like six, seven? It's something like that. Okay. I have never, you have never told me that you guys actually sell some of these products. So Dr. Plourd is not on here because she is interested in selling her products. She's selling her products because she is interested in helping people with this condition. That's my interpretation anyway. Absolutely. Right. This is the most rewarding thing I've done because by the time people find us, we even have people who have had to just go and live in the California foothills away from any cell towers. They are so sick. They can't be in traffic. They can't be in these smart metered homes. And to be able to get them back to living, to get them back to work with these products. And there was nothing else that brought them back. There was no other product. It's what got me back to work. If we had another whole show, I could go through biochemically why the other products aren't working and why this is working and is actually a helpful thing to do. That That's why we promote this. We never did sell product before, but we've seen the miracles that are happening. All right. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing both your book with me and your intelligence and your research with the audience. For those of you who want more, you know where to find it. And is there anything else that you want to address before I let you go today? This has been an enormous amount for us to think about. Oh, I so appreciate it. And just, we were not warned. We were not told. And part of the problem is that the commercials and the marketing materials that we can't survive without our cell phones or can't survive without the new smart TV. We really just need to look at all of that as marketing and promotion without recognition of the damage that's being caused. And it's huge. And we need to start in standing up and saying no to the smart meters and recognizing we don't need all these toys. All right, Dr. Plourd, thanks so much. And thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. I so appreciate being able to share this information. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com, where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply...